0: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty Chad. We return to Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D i g i t e x dot ca on Oilers Radio six thirty Chad. It's one thirty four in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Twenty five years ago today. Uh, the whole Nicole uh, Brown Simpson OJ thing taking place. And all I could think of is in about 2005, I had Mookie Mitchell, who was an Eskimo slotback, uh, on the show. And we would do these hour-long interviews with Eskimo players. They had a uh, a terrific guy that everybody likes in the business by the name of uh, Dave Jamison was the head of the, he, Dave Jameson used to be the program director at this radio station, and uh, Dave was running the Eskimos' communications and marketing and all that kind of stuff. And he he loaded up uh, uh, Mookie for me as a guest, and these were long interviews, like you know, long format. We talked about a lot of different things. And at one point, I said to Mookie, "I go, Mookie, do you think O.J. Simpson did it?" And Mookie's response to this day left, no pun intended, an indelible impression in my mind. And Mookie said to me, "Bob, I don't know if he done it, but he know who done it." And that was his line. And I just, I always remember that. Uh, I also remember listening to San Francisco uh, sports talk radio when I was up in Prince George over the next few days of when that initial whole situation started back in nineteen ninety four. Our next guest. He knows a lot about the upcoming NHL entry draft he's well respected uh, by uh, not just you know the media people that he works with by a, by a bunch of the NHL Scouts and we always like to make it hard on our guests because uh, you know there are tough acts to follow and then there's times you follow Wayne Gretzky so without further ado from hockeyprospect.com Mark Edwards hi mark how are you I'm good.
1: You know, you go on Twitter to hit like on a tweet, and then you see who's on the show, and you see Wayne Gretzky. If you're going to have a Gretzky, like, just make it Keith. At least I know him, and I can
0: rip him a little. <laughs> we, had, we, we had Keith on yesterday's show, so <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. Uh, yeah, and you know what? Just uh, just you know, you know Keith a bit. You see Keith uh, certainly, uh, and the Oilers have scouted a lot out of the OHL. You and me have personally talked about this. I mean. I think the OHL is by far the strongest of the three years. That said, it's not a strong OHL draft. But just on Keith, are there are there guys that are seen as grinders as scouts, and then are there other guys that are seen as half milers when you're out there as much as you are doing what you do for your publication?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's like it's like any business. Like there's people that work harder than others. Uh, Keith is a really well liked guy. Um, I I always think back. To, as an independent, when I first started doing this, you know, I'm not with a team, so I'm, I'm just on my own. And I always think fondly of Keith because along with some guys, I like got Todd Button and a Jim Samlack jumps out at me, and, and there were others. But Keith was one of the guys that just treated me like, you know, like I was in the club uh, right from the get go. Uh, so I always kind of remember that. Um, actually, last time I was on your show, I went to a game in Guelph uh, that night, and, and uh, Keith was there and he said, uh, he either saw on Twitter that I was on, or he heard it himself. I'm not sure, but uh, I actually saw him that night. Uh, really well liked guy, good guy. But yeah, have Keith on instead of Wayne in front of me next
0: time. <laughs> it's all right, it's all good. <laughs> hey, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get right to it because I, I actually have not seen. I know you were kind enough to send me the publication. We'll have Brendan set out a tweet to how people can obtain your publication coming up at the end of the interview. Uh, but there's been a couple names that have moved up and a couple names that have moved down. And so uh, I- I've put Philip uh, Broberg at number eight on my list for our mock draft for AMJ Campbell, where people can go on 630Chad.com and pick the top eight picks, and if they get them right, then they got a chance to win 500 bucks. Do you have uh, Philip Broberg in the top ten for HockeyProspect.com?
1: No, sir, we do not. Okay. Philip Broberg is our Second B graded player, so that's a second third round grade, and we have him 21st. So uh, obviously, uh, based on some other <laughs> excuse me rankings out there, we're getting a lot of questions about that. Um, the thing about Broberg for us is he, he loved the and he showed this off in Edmonton when I was there and everybody else was there uh, last summer. He showed off the size the size skating, um, but for us. Um, On the other side of that is is the the thinking process, the hockey IQ. Right. um, And also just the puck skills. So if you talk to Johan, our guy in Stockholm, um, well, you know what, I'm going to read a little segment here because Johan wrote this profile for our black book. So just easier for me to read exactly what Johan said. He should be considered as one of the stronger defenders in his age group, but his offensive qualities and stick handling and shot need to improve. He is a puck transporting defenseman with decent defending abilities. He rarely plays the body, but when he does, his timing is perfect. Most of the time, he outskates his opposing players and purely strips them uh, of the puck with good reach and great speed. His puck retrieval is strong, but he can really benefit from making the easy play after retrieving the puck. Okay, so this is just a little chunk of a long profile and there's scout comments and everything else in our book, but that kind of sums up a piece of it is... Uh, instead of making a simple 10-foot pass, at times he he tended to just always try and skate it. Right. Uh, that's going to be harder to do at the next level. I think it's one of the reasons that he was uh, at one point this year sent down. Um, and then once he gains the offensive zone, we didn't love the decisions there. And then Joran in another part here refers to his shot, uh, you know, as, as not being a strength just some of the offensive skills. So we see him more as like a, a four, a, you know, a number four, five-ish defenseman. Uh, that's a big difference than a guy that you're going to be taking in the top 10. Um, again, it's just, we're just one group that has an opinion. Uh, and uh, we'll find out down the road uh, where we're at here. But uh, you, you know what, the the other guy, we had 16th. And I saw him as a guy that uh, had limited upside. And that was a guy I saw a lot more than... Uh, Live than I saw Broberg live.
0: Sorry, who was that? We just it cut out there. Were you you saying? Oh, sorry. It was it was in Nurse's draft year we had
1: him 16th ranked, and obviously he uh, was drafted a lot earlier. And that was more the same thing. I saw Nurse a lot more live than I saw Broberg. Um, But for Nurse, we just had a a a lesser ceiling for him as far as what we thought the offensive upside uh, that sort of thing would be, Um, and that's why we had him ranked. uh, a little later yeah. uh, as well in his well, roster.
0: And there is, I mean, they're both puck transporters, but maybe not transitioners, and there's a difference there. you got to let the puck do the work as a defenseman. Uh, I, I think, you know, you were in Buffalo. We saw you there. Uh, I know Craig Button has moved uh, Broberg into the top ten. I don't know how many other publications have, but he certainly sounded. Is there a recency bias based on his performance at the U18, where Sweden ended up ultimately, and they got lucky to beat Canada, but they won the uh, they won the gold medal, and he was voted the top defenseman. Is that part of the reason why his name has gotten back into several of the top tens out there?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, I can't really speak for those those people. And and Craig and I are friends, and and Craig and I talk prospects. I haven't talked to them about Lately, but I know he's been a fan. Right since link last year, and has had him high. And and again, it's just a bunch of different people with different opinions. Right. That's what I love about this. Um, but you know, even you, do, you mentioned the the best defenseman vote. Uh, go back to Johan. He was he was at the whole tournament for us, and, and you know, kind of enjoying his country winning. And uh, he shot me a text. And, and uh, can I put WTF? Right. <laughs> can I say that on radio? But yeah. that was his, his text. You know, yeah. so just to give you an idea that we're just not quite as high. And again, we got this kid ranked 21st overall. In the grand scheme of things, the, you know, the 21st best prospect in this draft class, we like him, but just not up in that elite top 10 area.
0: All right. Where do you guys have Dylan Cousins?
1: Yeah, so you're asking me what all our favorites are. <laughs> so, so Cousins is, is uh, fourth of the big four, we'll call it, from the WHL. We've got him 14th ranked. Yeah. Uh, he has an A grade, so we have a first-round grade on him. Again, the same thing here is is the reason we're projecting him to be a winger, not a centerman, in the NHL. And our is our question with him is the hockey sense as well. Uh, we don't think he's as uh, dynamic as some of the guys in front of him. Uh, and again, there's some there's some pretty high end guys here above him uh, when you're talking about the forwards. Uh, he comes in behind uh, a, a few defensemen too, because that's where our our, our secondary list of defensemen all got plopped in here. Uh, but I'll just list some names in front of them. Uh, a coffee, Doc, Pud and Krebs, Vigress, Turcott, obviously Byron way up there and and then obviously Caco Hughes. So you can see there's some pretty good names in front of them. Uh, it's not it's not uh, chop liver, right but really the distinguishing factor here was the hockey sense, and that's what uh, dropped Dylan cousins down to fourteenth. Again, we don't hate them. He's 14th out of a long list of players that we scouted this year, just not quite as high on him as others.
0: From hockeyprospect.com, Mark Edwards, Bob Stoffer with you on orders now. Uh- I have a top five. I put it out there just as we were landing in Buffalo. Am I completely out? I mean, obviously, Hughes and Kako are going one and two. We all, I, I mean, I'd be stunned if an organization that has as much of an American influence as the New Jersey's Devils do, if they pass on Jack Hughes and takes Kako. So uh, let's face it. They're going one, two. I have uh, some combination of Turcotte, uh, Bowen Byram, and Kirby Dock, three, four, and five. Is that where you guys have those guys? Yeah, so we go uh,
1: Hughes, Cackle, Byram, Turcott, Zegers, Krebs, Putt-Coles, and seven. So uh, you just mentioned Byram. This kid just creates offense. Uh, I've said on every interview so far. If he doesn't go three to Chicago, despite the fact they've drafted some defensemen lately, I-, I can't see him getting past four. Uh, I'll be surprised. And then Turcott is a player that I really like. Um, I saw him back in his OHL draft year. There's a tournament called the Border Battle. Excuse me. Uh, he jumped kind of off the ice. That he is really complete player. Um, he's 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 got the skill, but he's got the brain to match, and he's got compete. Um, not a huge kid. I think he's around a five eleven area. Uh, so we've got him fourth overall. And I'll tell you, like I've been a fan of him since the first time I laid eyes on him, uh, way back in that OHL draft yeah. year. And it was early in his OHL draft year. So that tells you what I think about Byram when we put Byram uh, ahead of him at number three.
0: And where's Doc, Sorry, You got Doc at five?
1: Yeah, so Doc's at eight. Oh, he's um, at eight. Yeah. And so Doc, the thing on Doc, <laughs> Hope so. Is, so, so Doc is, Doc is what I think if we were going on his, his ceiling, uh, he'd come in behind Byram, I think at four, like his, he's got so much skill. He's a smart hockey player. Obviously, he's, you know, centerman with the size and all yeah. that. So there's everything there. For us, it was just some consistency. I didn't see him kind of playing to all that talent at times. And when you're dealing with the, how tight it is between this 4 and 10 group, that's what kind of bumped him down. Because uh, we had him up there earlier. In fact, I think we had him at 3 at one time uh, in November, shortly after my trip out west. Uh, he, was, he was great in the, the game. I saw him live a couple times. Um, but, you know, when it gets this competitive with the Krebs and Zegers, Pudkos, and uh, Boldy's one behind him with another player I love, uh, it just shows you how tight it is in that, uh, that range. And
0: Siders at 10, just for your info. Wow, okay, I didn't realize that. I'll have to talk to Drysaddle about that. We're joined right now by Mark Edwards from HockeyProspect.com. The owners have the 8th overall pick. Uh, so you have Doc at 8. Uh, I, I would be surprised. Uh, and, again, these are your rankings. These are not where you guys necessarily in a mock draft. It's not a mock. It's not a mock not draft. Yeah. Uh, and it's also,
1: it's also just, sorry to interrupt just for a sec. It's also, so last year we had Bouchard at 10. Uh, I believe that's where the Oilers were pricking, were they not? Yes. It him? Yes. Yeah. So, but he wouldn't have been our pick, okay? We had uh, we had Dodson at uh, five. So right. he was the best on our board, I believe. Uh, Kravtsov at six, I think, was still there, if I'm not mistaken. I'm try to think back
0: off went Yeah, he ended up
1: going ninth to the range. Eight or ninth. To the okay, ninth ninth. so Krausov just went at nine, and he was at six anyway. We had our fifth best player on the board, and that would have been our pick if we were the oilers, the way you know the list
0: worked. Right. Uh interesting stuff. Uh, I want to talk about recency bias and whether or not they're you know, there there could be as many as five American-born forwards to go in the top twelve of the draft. I think that's a possibility. Um, they're on a they're on an all-star team. The whole team is built to win the U18 championship. They got stoned by a a great goaltending performance from a Russian. But um, are they legitimately five of the twelve best players in the draft? You think? I think so.
1: Yeah. It's it's it, 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 we um we kind of. Um,
0: within house here in our meetings kind of complain about that program it makes it difficult to scout that's what i was gonna Uh, add how do you compare those five kids to peyton krebs i mean I saw Kootenai play twice this year, and I actually had a scout say to me, Stoff, you might be able to play third line left wing. And I'm like, "Wow, well, I mean, there's 22 teams. Like when I played, there was 12. And they're like, no, 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 no. Now you might be able to play third line left wing. And I'm like, 245. He was half joking around. but, And I know we've got parents of kids in Edmonton that are, you know, played this past season in Kootenai, but that's as bad a junior team as I've seen in the last, since maybe the really bad Portland teams before they had a change of ownership uh, you know, in the late uh, 2000s. Like, how do you compare Krebs, who's by himself, to, you know, you got Hughes, Zegras, and uh, Turcotte all playing center for the Americans? How, how do you even make that comparable?
1: Yeah, it's, it's difficult, especially in a situation like you described. You know, we, you know as, as Ontario guys, we were saying they're the Kingston or the Flint of the WHL in, in, uh, in Kootenai this year. I saw him uh, a few times live, including uh, twice on that same trip that I saw. and and a few others it was a great trip great schedule that worked out great but i saw him on a sunday afternoon in calgary um team was awful and then the tuesday uh in cranbrook the following tuesday two nights later and i mean just there's just nothing there there's just no help for him um you know he's doing his best i think what stood out for me was just kind of how good he still made himself look with with you know not much skill around him you know players say dying off his his tape. Um, So I I was looking forward to seeing him. Obviously, really looking forward to the U18 in April, hoping uh, that he'd be all healthy and ready. But also just the top prospect game, which is not a game I love, but I just wanted to see him with some talent on his line. And I thought he was, you know, if not the best player in that game, I thought he was one of uh, the best players in that game. So I was kind of happy he got to showcase himself a little bit. And then he, you know, I don't think he was – super-duper MVP of it or anything of the UA team, but I thought he had a, a you know, a fine tournament and, and showed a little bit of what he could do. I just always use the line, he drives the bus. I just think when he's on his shifts, you notice him, he makes players around him better. I think he's um, a little bit lighter version of Turcotte, you know, kind of a Turcotte light. I don't like seeing poor man's because it makes him sound like he's too far behind Turcotte, and he might not even be behind Turcotte, but they remind me of each other. I think they'll both be probably future captains, or it wouldn't shock me really play complete games they're good defensively they're smart um and they have some skill as well and and can you know generate points uh both by moving the puck and scoring themselves uh
0: just to wrap up with mark edwards from hockeyprospect.com mark um so this year there is highly unlikely we're going to see a player from the ohl or the quebec league in the top 10 we're not going to have that issue next year uh Fair to say, the top two overall picks—one's going to come out of Q, and the other one's going to come out of Yo. O.
1: You know what? We um, we don't have a whole lot of time to spend. Tons of hours when we do our early right. lists in the black book, and when you you check it out later, you can see we do a top thirty-one. But I'll tell you, it's there's five. There's there's for me there's five. Perfetti is is not a great scatter skater. skater. Uh, he plays in Saginaw, but Byfield Lafreniere, Perfetti. Uh, lucas raymond in sweden and uh the Finn lindell like these five i think they all have a shot um really it was hmm. yeah it was it was kind of fun to to do the list and and uh you know just the, the limited time we do have to talk about it and really we're just trying to get 31 names to see that that could be first rounders uh the rankings we don't have a ton of time to debate little slotting we do our best but um it was it was interesting just talking about the top like we kind of had arguments from different guys for different guys at number one and and uh and it's not really because you don't like something about one They're, we like them all it's just personal taste perfetti if perfetti was a a marner like skater he'd have a legit chance for sure to be number one this kid is really but the, good
0: but the general consensus is Lafreniere and Bryn, uh, byfield are going one two in next year's draft
1: yeah i think you know on all the lists, you'll see one of those two names Lafreniere probably at the top of most and, and then and Five Hill will be up there uh, and then the, the suite will come in and, and so on as we get rolling here. I'm looking forward to it. This was a you know a week year in Ontario which is for me close to home with the right. easy games. I have, I think I have about eight rings within 90 minutes so it's really easy for me to, to get out there um, and you know there just wasn't a whole lot this year so it'll be nice to watch some higher end guys and, and there's a little bit more depth too.
0: Alright, how do people uh, pick up your service? How do I how do go ahead and purchase it?
1: Yeah, so just go to hockeyprospect.com. There's a link that says shop, and you can have an instant, instant download right after payment of our black book, or a slightly kind of like a black book light, which we call the NHL draft guide. The draft guide just doesn't have anything for future years. The black book has uh, an extra pff, almost 200 profiles, like, or more than 200 profiles for the next two year drafts. Um, Every year until right now, we've had a print version available on Amazon. I have been currently for six days, been fighting, trying to get it on Amazon. And long story short, uh, they changed their whole system this year, and I'm struggling to get it up there. I'm still trying, and it'll be what I'm, I'll be doing the rest of today. So you can uh, check on our site for an update on that situation, too.
0: Well, you know, Jeff Bezos has had some um, life-altering things occur here over the years. <laughs> 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 hey, Mark, thanks for joining us, okay? Cheers. We'll see you in Vancouver next uh, Absolutely. Thanks for your time, Mark. That is Mark Edwards from HockeyProspect.com. All right, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated 50 years for Royal Pizza. Mike Han- Mike Hanley and the gang at Royal Pizza, uh, 14 locations in Edmonton and surrounding area. For menu in those locations, visit RoyalPizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staffer recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. Let's check in this day in order's history. Oh, Brendan. Back in 2006, Bob, as we keep going with this train, Sergei Samsonov opens the scoring, but Corey Stillman responds about 30 seconds later in the first period. And then Camloops' born Mark Recky beats U.C. in for the game-winner at Rexall, and that gave the Hurricanes a 3-1 lead in the Stanley Cup final. Cam Ward made a comment after the game about how quiet it was in Rexall as the Hurricanes went up 3-1. I knew you were going to work in the Camloops reference. Maybe you can figure out who the next head coach of the Blazers is going to be. So it's going to be Sean Clouston. Keep an eye on that uh, with Willie Desjardins returning to Medicine Hat. Uh, so three-one Hurricanes led, but then Paisani got him and, uh Game Five. I was there. Actually, the Oilers scored like twelve or thirteen seconds in a Game Five that year. Came back to Edmonton. Oilers smoked them four zip, and then Oilers uh, lost Game One, or sorry, Game three1 Game Seven tonight on six thirty. Chad puck drop at six p.m. I'd like to thank our guests today, including. Jay Woodcroft, Along. It was a long list Craig Simpson, oh Mark Edwards, oh, Patrick Russell Oh yeah, we had Wayne Gretzky on the show Tomorrow, Sportsnet's Louis DeBrosque And Brian Burke, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical Construction and service electrical, prefabrication, Solar. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Cassandra Jodhwan Followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jay Lynn Nye. So long everybody from Oilers Now.